Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles today. It's another cloudless day here (laughs) in Washington, D.C. We've had a string of them in a row, and we're so happy to have you with us today. And we've both decided for happiness, and that that's our petition, that we have a productive and happy day. All right, well, we start a new chapter today, and... uh, This one is called The Journey Back, Chapter Mm 8, and this is Section 1, The Direction of the Curriculum. Knowledge is not the motivation for learning this course. Peace is. This is the prerequisite for knowledge only because those who are in conflict are not peaceful and peace is the condition of knowledge because it is the condition of the kingdom. Knowledge can be restored only when you meet its conditions. This is not a bargain made by God, who makes no bargains. It is merely a result of your misuse of his laws on behalf of an imagery will that is not his. Imaginary. Yeah. (laughs) It is merely the result of your misuse of his laws on behalf of an imaginary will that is not his. Knowledge is his will. If you are opposing his will, how can you have knowledge? I have told you what knowledge offers you, but perhaps you do not yet regard this as wholly desirable. If you did, you would not be so ready to throw it away when the ego asks for your allegiance. Okay. Well, you know, it's talking about his will, and uh, that that's already established, and that we've sort of refused or thrown away the will and let's just face it and then it talks about knowledge well perfect happiness and knowledge go together like and God's will God's will for me is perfect happiness and the the end result is knowledge when you're using that will and that you have to be at peace in order to be in that because that's a condition of of knowledge obviously because if you're not at peace that means you're not perfectly happy yeah so peace is the motivation for learning this course so so therefore you know you have to commit to peace when you're doing this curriculum that's that's what this section's about the curriculum okay The distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. The ego's voice is an hallucination. You cannot expect it to say, I am not real, yet you are not asked to dispel your hallucinations alone. You are merely asked to evaluate them in terms of their results to you. If you do not want them on the basis of loss of peace, they will be removed from your mind for you. Okay. So we don't want these hallucinations. We want peace. All right. And and it's like we we kind of uh, can assess our decisions and our actions by our results. And if we're not getting the result of peace, then... uh, we're we're not with the will so to speak we're not we're not going towards the will of god and knowledge we're going away from yeah. it so 
peace is the direction toward that will and and if yeah just like if just notice if you're not at peace then <laughs> you're choosing for the ego you're giving the ego juice you know every response to the ego is a call to war wow and war does deprive you of peace yet in this war there is no opponent this is the reinterpretation of reality that you must make to secure peace and the only one you need ever make those whom you perceive as opponents are part of your peace which you are giving up by attacking them okay all right so it's like those lessons where take this person you have all this judgment about right Mm -hmm. and see them as your savior for the day and it's saying well you have to think totally differently in this in this regard because you've made all these opponents that oppose your peace right and you're at war with them (laughs) yeah you're in a state of war not a state of peace and there's only one thing to do it's like those are the very people you have to see differently and you have to see them not as your opponents, but as part of your peace. And then that's the only one thing you, you need to do. That's what it's saying. Mm. Yeah. Go on. Uh, how can you have what you give up? You share to have, but you do not give it up yourself. When you give up peace, you are excluding yourself from it. This is a condition so alien to the kingdom that you cannot understand the state that prevails with it. Okay. So you're you're giving up either peace and then you have attack thoughts towards all these people and you're in a state of war, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're giving up the attack thoughts and you're giving up your preoccupation with an opponent, right? It says there is no opponent Yeah. in reality. But you think there is, and you have all these attack thoughts towards them. All right, so, and that's keeping you not in the kingdom, not in a state of peace, and you're actually in a state of war, which is the ego. You're immersed in the ego's thought system, all right? Mm-hmm. So now it's saying there's only one way out of that, the very stuff that you thought was your opponent, or the very people you think were your opponents, have to be part of your peace. So you have to give up the attack thoughts. And that's what those those lessons, uh, you know, uh, 78, let miracles replace all grievances. There are other ones, but that's a major one where you take this person that you hate and make them your savior for the day and give up all your attack thoughts well that's all this paragraph is saying like when you give something up you don't have it anymore now you can either give up peace and not have peace anymore and in which case you have an opponent and you have attack thoughts or you can give up the war and the attack thoughts and return to peace you 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 have to give up something here your past learning must have taught you the wrong things simply because it has not made you happy. On this basis alone, its value should be questioned. If learning aims at change, and that is always its purpose, 
Are you satisfied with the changes your learning has brought you? Dissatisfaction with learning outcomes is a sign of learning failure, since it means that you did not get what you wanted. Yeah, okay. So, so we're learning the wrong things. Yeah, and do we want peace? You know, there's a lesson that says, I want the peace of God. Mm-hmm. I think it's lesson 185. I want the peace of God. Well, we have to make that declaration because if we don't want the peace of God, then the whole study of this course is futile. Mm. You know, and if we do want the peace of God, then we have to give up our ego. We have to process in ourselves and forgive all those attack thoughts, all those fears, all those guilts, all those angry, you know, uh, things that we get stuck in. So, so, but you have to want the peace of God. You have to want the real curriculum. This, this, this section is about the curriculum. What is the real curriculum? Well, the real curriculum would be the Holy Spirit's curriculum. Which is the curriculum of the atonement. Yeah, okay. The curriculum of the atonement is the opposite of the curriculum you have established for yourself, but so is its outcome. If the outcome of yours has made you unhappy, and if you want a different one, a change in the curriculum is obviously necessary. All right, there you go. Mm -hmm. So so what could be more clear than that? Mm -hmm. If your curriculum which is your course of action, your course, right? This is a course in miracles. If your course of action is producing war and conflict and unhappiness and, and you know, bitterness and resentment and fear and guilt, well, you're using a curriculum that is giving you that. Mm. And you have to change the curriculum. That's all that's saying. And there's another curriculum of the Holy Spirit, which is atonement. Yeah. And it's 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 the opposite of the one you've been using. The first change to be introduced is a change in direction. A meaningful curriculum cannot be inconsistent. It is placed by two teachers, each believing in diametrically opposed ideas. It cannot be integrated. It is carried out by these two teachers simultaneously. One merely interferes with the other. This leads to fluctuation, but not to change. The volatile have no direction. They cannot choose one because they cannot relinquish the other, even if it does not exist. Their conflicted curriculum teaches them that all directions exist and gives them no rationale for choice. Okay, so that's saying you can't have two curriculums. But see, that's what the ego wants to do. It wants to seek peace and have this whole curriculum for peace, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to do this and this and this, and that's a real thing, and I'm going in that direction. But it wants to also make sure you never find it by keeping its own curriculum of war going. So that's two curriculums. There's the curriculum of the ego and the curriculum of the Holy Spirit. Now, the ego thinks, well, yeah, the Holy Spirit's curriculum, it's a good thing. But it also thinks, oh, well, I'm justified in my anger and my judgment. And and so it's trying to keep both curriculums Mm. going at once. 
in which makes you a place where neither curriculum is the whole thing. And you can't even make a choice. You can't even make a real choice in that world. Okay? So now, there's, there's another lesson earlier on that says, um, the world I see holds nothing that I want. Right? That's lesson 28. Beyond this world, there is a world I want. And it's, no, no, it's not 28. It's, uh, it's one, it's 128. I'm sorry. It's 128. The world I see holds nothing that I want. Beyond this world, there is a world I want. And then here's the lesson. It's impossible to see two worlds. Uh, okay? okay? So that's what this paragraph is saying. It's impossible to see two worlds. But the ego thinks you can. The ego thinks you can be good sometimes and you can be justified in your anger other times. And those are opposing curriculums. But now the Holy Spirit just sees that the, <clears throat> the curriculum of the ego is insane and you need to give it up. And it doesn't really, it's not a real curriculum. It's not teaching you anything other than war and mm. conflict and yeah. unhappiness yeah. and pain and suffering. And wouldn't you want to give that up? So if you give that up, then you're listening to only one curriculum, which is the Holy Spirit's curriculum, which is the curriculum of the atonement. The total senselessness of such a curriculum must be fully recognized before a real change in direction becomes possible. You cannot learn simultaneously from two teachers who are in total disagreement about everything. Their joint curriculum presents an impossible learning task. They are teaching you entirely different things in entirely different ways, which might be possible except that both are teaching you about yourself. Your reality is unaffected by both, but if you listen to both, your mind will be split about what your reality is. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're, we're trying to get out of a split mind here and, uh, and be with one mind and be with one curriculum. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think we ought to read that lesson, uh, 130. I thought you said 128. It's 130, which is, it's impossible to see two worlds. And I think that's what this lesson is saying. You have to choose which curriculum you want. You want the curriculum of the ego, which is a curriculum of war, or do you want the curriculum of the Holy Spirit, which is the curriculum of peace? Lesson 128 is the world I see holds nothing I want. 29, beyond this world, there is a world I want. Here, 130. Yeah. It is impossible to see two worlds. Perception is consistent. What you see reflects your thinking, and your thinking but reflects your choice of what you want to see. Your values are determined of this, for what you value you must want to see, believing what you see is really there. Okay, so like that lesson I was saying, I want the peace of God. We have to be really clear about that because seeing is determined by what you want to see. So if you still want to see conflict, you're going to see it. If you still want to be right and make somebody else wrong, you're going to perpetuate conflict, and that's what you're going to see. 
No one can see a world his mind has not accorded value, and no one can fail to look upon what he believes he wants. Yet, who can really hate and love at once? Who can desire what he does not want to have reality? Who can desire what he does not want to have reality? And who can choose to see a world of which he is afraid? Fear must make blind, for this its weapon is. That which you fear to see, you cannot see. Love and perception thus go hand in hand, but fear obscures in darkness what is there. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we want... That wanna... which you fear to see, you cannot see. What is yeah, that? But, but our fear uh, makes a confusion, and somehow we have a payoff we want to remain confused because then we don't that absolves us from making any real decisions right mm -hmm. so uh we can be confused but think we're right and stay confused and we're not really making any any headway at all in that world mm -hmm. but when we see that you know uh peace has certain prerequisites you have to give up attack thoughts. You have to give up uh, wanting to be right. You have to give up uh, conflict. Uh, yeah, you have to give up guilt. You have to give up fear. You have to give up anger. You know, peace has certain things that you have to do, and the ego doesn't want to do them. Mm. And if you keep those things, you will remain confused and not make a decision. What then can fear project upon the world? what can be seen in darkness that is real truth is eclipsed by fear and what remains is but imagined yet what can be real in blind imaginings of panic born what would you want that this is shown to you what would you wish to keep in such a dream fear oh. has made everything you think you see yeah so it's a projection it's not really there but somehow you want it and you've projected it you know you've projected the guilt out there you've projected the fear you've projected the anger so there's something you know the ego's thought system wants to you know be in control but what it's projecting is this is saying it's not even really there mm -hmm. it's all made up and then projected onto the world to keep you from making a real decision all separation, all distinctions, and the multitude of differences you believe make up the world. They are not there. Love's enemy has made them up. Yet love can have no enemy, and so they have no cause, not no being, and no consequence. They can be valued, but remain unreal. They can be sought, but they cannot be found. Today we will not seek for them, nor waste this day in seeking which you cannot be found. Yeah, well, you know, it's like the Course starts out saying, nothing real can be threatened, mm -hmm. and nothing unreal exists. So the threat would come about from attack, anger, fear, guilt. and But it says nothing real can be threatened, and nothing unreal, like all those things that anger and attack bring about 
exists. Nothing unreal exists. So that's what that paragraph is saying. All those things you think you should be afraid of out there, they don't even exist because you've projected them. And when you stop projecting them, they disappear. They're not, th- they're not there. They're like a mirage. They're like a, a, a movie screen that's got a bad movie on it. It's impossible to see two worlds which have no overlap of any kind. Seek for the one, the other disappears, but one remains. They are the range of choice beyond which your decision cannot go. The real and the unreal are all there are to choose between and nothing more than those. Today we will attempt to compromise where none is possible. The the world you see is proof you have already made a choice as all-embracing as its opposite. What we would learn today is more than just the lesson that you cannot see two worlds. It also teaches that one you see is quite consistent from the point of the view from which you see it. It is all a place. It is all a piece because it stems from one emotion and reflects its source in everything you see. Six times today in thanks and gratitude. We gladly give five minutes to the... You're supposed to do this six times a day. (laughs) Five minutes to the thought that ends all compromise and doubt go beyond them all as one. We will not make a thousand meaningless distinctions nor attempt to bring with us a little part of unreality as we devote our minds to finding only what is real. Begin your searching for the other world by asking for a strength beyond your own and recognizing what it is you seek. You do not want illusions and you come to these five minutes emptying your hands of all the petty treasures of this world. You wait for God to help you as you say. It's impossible to see two worlds. Let me accept the strength God offers me and see no other value in this world that I may find my freedom and deliverance. God will be there, for you have called upon the great unfailing power which will take this giant step with you in gratitude, nor will you fail to see his thanks expressing in tangible perception and in truth. You will not doubt what you will look upon. For though it is perception, it is not the kind of seeing that your eyes alone have ever seen before. And you will know God's strength upheld you as you made this choice. Demiss temptations easily today whenever it arises, merely by remembering the limits of your choice. The unreal or the real, the false or the true, is what you see and only what you see. Perception is consistent with your choice and hell or heaven comes to you at once. Yeah, or peace or war. Mm. Accept a little part of hell as real, and you have damned your eyes and cursed your sight, and what you will behold is hell indeed. Yet the release of heaven still remains within your range of choice to take the place of everything that hell would show to you. All you need to do is say to any part of hell, whatever form it takes is, it's impossible to see two worlds. I seek my freedom and deliverance, and this is not a part of what I want. Yeah, read that first prayer there again. It's it's impossible to see two worlds. Let me accept the strength God offers me and see no value in this world, that I may find my freedom and deliverance. Yeah, well, the world, see no value in this world, which is the world of the ego, the world of attack, you know, fear, anger. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that, I think it's clear what the curriculum is. 
you know, the curriculum is we want to be uh, on a course of our divine will that God has given us. And the result of that will is peace and joy. Mm -hmm. And anything not that will, we have to let it go and forgive it. It's impossible to see two worlds. So you can't see the world of peace and joy. You can't be in the curriculum of the Holy Spirit and in the curriculum of the ego simultaneously. It's not possible. You're either in one or the other. So anytime you're experiencing a little piece of unhappiness, you've made the wrong choice in your perception and you have to correct it. And you have to correct it immediately. You can't be going on trying to justify uh, your attack thoughts or your discontent because you know, you're just feeding energy to it. And then you're, you're deciding for that other world. Mm-hmm. You're deciding for the world of hell, war, you know, upset, uh, pain, suffering. So it's, it's up to us to make a different decision. Heaven is the decision Heaven I must make. Heaven is the decision I must make. All right, guys. Thank you.